Now I look for things I suck at because honestly, what a great opportunity, you know, we're like going back to saying we're here for experience. Like, what are we really doing here? We're here to, to enjoy life, to experience life, to evolve and grow. So how do you do that? Do you just stay, stick with what you know, or do you go out there and, and look like an idiot once in a while because you're not good at something so that you can actually become good at it? You know, I think it's, it's, it's a really good policy to adopt. Welcome to Black Belt Beauty Radio, a podcast fueled by a passion to support your journey in developing your most beautiful and optimal performance in life. Each episode is driven with the intention to elevate your mind. When we elevate our mind, we elevate our life. So get ready. It's time to rise. Hey, what's up, people? Welcome back to Black Belt Beauty Radio. Today's episode is with Heidi Moneymaker. Heidi is an award-winning stunt woman, an actress, a fitness personality, an entrepreneur who now has her hands in stunt coordinating. She's been one of the most sought-after stunt women in Hollywood for over two decades now. She's performed in huge movies such as Iron Man, Black Widow, The Avengers, John Wick, The Hunger Games, and that's just naming a few. Adding to her incredible body of work, she's been Scarlett Johansson's trusted stunt double for over nine years now. Her mental framework growing up as an elite level gymnast has played a huge role in her outstanding performances. In addition to her fearless approach to action, she is an absolute team player. She operates from an all for one attitude, caring deeply about how her performance affects the teams that she works with. It's the mindset of a true leader. One thing that really stands out to me that takes her badassery to the next level, you guys, is how playful she is. She laughs a lot. You know, I love that. Um, And her youthful spirit is so infectious. I can see how this youthful spirit really does play into how well she's able to perform. You know, it's like, it's almost like she never grew up and her imagination allows her to really push herself continuously to that next level. I loved hanging with her and learning more about her lifestyle habits, her process behind the scenes and on screen, as well as what she's currently inspired by in her life. She is really up to a lot of wonderful, wonderful things. She's dropped some epic mindset gems and high performance lifestyle habits um, that are supportive to anybody who wants to keep kicking ass in life. And I'm pretty sure that's all of you here. So without any more words, I'm going to hit play and let you enjoy this talk with Heidi Moneymaker. Enjoy. So I'm obnoxious about my starts. I just roll us right into it. Great. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) Boom. We in. (laughs) Heidi Moneymaker. Just off the bat for the record, this is your real last name. Yes, this is my real last name. I mean, that's... My dad's last name. (laughs) It's so fucking good. Dude, I'm so psyched. First of all, okay, thank you for making time. I'm so excited to meet you. Happy to meet you. We've already had a podcast before this podcast. (laughs) Um... Thank you to our girl Eve, who's Absolutely. connected us. And yeah, I am so impressed. Um, I'm even more impressed now, like meeting you in person, just like vibing oh, with thanks. you. I feel like <laughs> you are probably, I feel like we're similar in this way where you can read people. Right. <laughs> I feel like that has yeah. to play into your job, right? For sure. Like your career. Um, and so my read on you is that you're fucking even more badass in real life. So <laughs> hi. Thank you. Well, hi. I actually, I had. 
very few expectations coming in here. I had so much going on. I didn't do a ton of research, but upon meeting you, I was like, whoa, I'm so glad I'm here. I'm so glad Eve hooked us up. Yeah, I can't wait to pick your brain on everything you know. <laughs> Ditto. Well, dude, can you give a little bit of um, backstory about like what you do and, you know, just a little kind of broad strokes about your childhood to where you are now, but we're going to go deep into sure. So I pretty much started my childhood doing stunts and that's what motivated my parents to put me into gymnastics. So I was like jumping off my bunk bed. Like I wouldn't, I would never go to sleep. I was a night owl by nature. They didn't know what it was. <laughs> they just would like give me some toys and put me to bed after a couple of years. They're like, we, we have to, we have to sleep. And so they had this idea one time to like put me on my top bunk, which had a whole railing. It was all safe and just take away the ladder, give me a bunch of books and toys and be like, okay, honey, go to sleep, have fun. I read my books and toys and I was like, I want to get up. So I just jumped <laughs> off the side jumped off and whacked my head on the back of a chair and I just I would do stuff like this all the time so how fun for them oh my god so scary right (laughs) (laughs) what is wrong with this crazy child she will never sleep wait Um, how did you respond to getting injured at that like I think I cried I think I was like I mean you were just like fucking keep at it I would still do stupid stuff like I remember one time my dad had this big wooden fan and there was no back to it and I was watching it and I just went whoop and like put my finger in it and cut my finger and I was like ah it hurt he's like what are you doing I was just curious about what would happen just curious <laughs> super curious it's like that's when you amazing. stick a you know a barrette in the light socket yeah, and totally. it zaps you and you're like okay so that's what that happens when I do that cool <laughs> um, so yeah they put me in gymnastics which I immediately fell in love with and you know got pretty crazy about for my whole life which earned me a scholarship to UCLA and I got to had the pleasure of competing for UCLA and having just one of the best times of my life really I mean that was that was when I learned that the team is better than the the single person right like I'd always gymnastics is kind of a a solo sport you know when you're growing up you go in and you compete on an event and you try to win and make the Olympic team and blah 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 yeah when you go to college it's really like individual stuff is cool but it's really about the team and working together and I found that I was a better competitor once I was doing it for the collective instead Mm. of just doing it for me like I had more doubts and you know I could I could somehow you know I don't know. For some reason, when it, when it, when everyone else is relying on me, I wanted to be the one that lifted the team up. So yeah. Anyway, that was that was that. And then I I met a few uh, ex gymnasts that had gotten into stunts, and I I wasn't trying to pursue it necessarily, mm-hmm. but they would just toss me a job here and there when when I was in my fifth year. Uh, like on our scholarship, we get a five year scholarship, but like you know football and all these other teams, they redshirt your first year. Okay. Well, gymnastics, the older we get, usually the, yeah. the more broken down we are, so we never redshirt our first year. So we have basically a fifth year of just school. What does redshirt mean? Um, so it means they don't play their freshman year. Okay. And they just train and they work with the team and get Got better, it. and then okay, they're cool. then they're on to the team their sophomore year. So they cool. get five basically five four years after their freshman year to play. Okay. So I was in school, which meant, and I wasn't competing as an amateur anymore, so I could take money for these things. So they'd pass me these jobs that were like gymnast. They needed a gymnast, a double a gymnast, big bar mm-hmm. routines, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I started working like once a month, just not even trying. And I thought, well, you know what? I'm going to pursue this for a minute and see if I like it. And if it works out cool, if not, I'll go back to, you know, yeah. whatever else, whatever road I was heading to. Um, and then almost right away, I, I was really blessed and got a very lucky break and was hired to be one of Drew Barrymore's doubles for um, Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. That's and that's, rad. yeah, it was really fun. And then that was it. I was like, you yep, doing it. it. <laughs> so this is fun. 
hurts once in a while, but it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Just once in a while. Yeah. That's amazing. Daily. You come from a big family, too. So you, like, lots of siblings, right? Right. Love that. You, yeah. Seven sib- of us. So seven. one brother, all girls. That's so amazing. All really tough girls. <laughs> all really tough girls. Yeah. And you guys have all been supportive of each other, like, throughout your... Yeah. Yeah. Because one of your sisters is also a stunt woman, right? Uh, yeah. Renee yeah. is a, an amazing stunt woman. She's younger. Uh, I started and kind of tried to pull in her into it at one point. She's like, no, you're crazy. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not going to fall <laughs> off things. Ow. Um, and then, like, at one point, there was a gymnastics TV show. She wanted to get some extra work doing, like, gymnastics background work. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, why don't you just come in and meet the people? I bet they'll really like you. And they loved her, put her in for a promo, and then she was doubling the lead in the show for, like, three years after That's that. so, so. rad. And it's yeah. got to be so cool, too, that you guys have been able to kind of do this stuff together too I mean you've yeah. literally done this together right you guys oh, have been in movies together and what did I see it's something where it's like oh it was a sad ending because she had to shoot me at the end the <laughs> oh yeah that was from Mockingjay <laughs> one of the Hunger Games yeah so she cute. <laughs> she doubled Jennifer Lawrence throughout that series and I came Amazing. in at the end, tail end of Mockingjay part two I think yep yeah, part two to double um, Julianne Moore and so spoiler alert at the end of that movie Katniss <laughs> shoots President Coyne in the heart with an arrow and she falls off this balcony and stuff so it was pretty funny it was like shot me <laughs> I, feel, I feel like it's been it, like you know when you grow up with siblings it's like you're always playing this is part of our podcast before yeah. like same in my family three brothers one sister we have clubhouses we're always just doing super creative imaginative stuff together very physical too we're yeah. all athletes and um you know, in so many ways, like we've never stopped playing in that way. Right. But we, you know, it's just a little different now. But I feel like that's similar with you, um, and at least this one sister. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. That you guys continue to kind of really like keep each other young and like you know developing and using your curiosity, and your imagination through your career life together absolutely I mean there's something about doing backflips on a daily basis that keep you young you know like (laughs) cartwheels flipping around you know you you do you feel young and we've been really blessed to you know we both work with 8711 action design we're very lucky to be a part of that company and so we have a great space and a great team of people that we get to train with you know on a daily basis including each other yeah um and you know in the last few years that she got into stunts and i thought this would be great we're going to get to work and train together um but she just you know blew up right away and she's doing these huge movies she's one of the most sought after stunt women in hollywood and so there was that moment of like i'm so proud of her but i miss her (laughs) so so rad yeah we're proud of you to like open the door and lead her sure yeah yeah Well, I mean, like it was going back to what I said about the UCLA and the team thing. It's like it's lonely at the top, right? Like if you're going to if you're going to achieve something, you might as well do it with people you love because totally there's a point where you're going to look down and be like, where where did all my where did love go? (laughs) Yeah, no, totally. I was talking about um, talking about this with one of my best friends yesterday, but she's just kind of updating me on all these rad things that are happening for her. Um, And I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, I just want my people to win, you know? It inspires me. It makes me feel good. And I think one of the things when, you know, I was kind of capturing this when you were talking about being on the team, I feel like when there's a bigger purpose outside of just us and what we want, it can pull this fucking next level thing out of us that you know maybe we were not able to to pull um if it was just about us so like a great example is like one of my very best friends carrie walsh jennings you know she's on the road to the olympics again tokyo next oh year. wow really i yeah. didn't know she's training for olympics again that's amazing this will be her final olympics oh but gosh. like in the last one it's like 
And this happens like with my fighter friends, UFC fighter friends, when I know that my people are about to like compete on a high level, in my training, I literally fucking think of them and how much I want them to win. And it, it gets me across the finish line. Fuck it. Like yeah. I just can pull something different out of myself when there's this bigger purpose happening. It's- and it's there's quite more beautiful, involved. right? When you yeah. feel like you're stronger because of the people surrounding you. I think yeah. if everyone can take on a little bit of that ideology, we would be a stronger world, really. You no, know? totally. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's supportive, and you lean on each other, and yeah, it's just a, it's it's um, there's a lot more fulfillment, I think, in the whole process, right? Yeah, and yeah. just finding you know, like-minded people like yourself, where you can bounce different things off of each other and you can totally. work, you know, everyone, everyone loves to train and eat healthy and, yeah. you know, everything. But when like you're doing it as a crew in a group, it's, there's something about that that just, it's like a tribe, right? We've, it is. It's like, maybe it's a female thing, but it's our tribal mentality of like getting together and being strong for the group, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. Strong. Wait, mm-hmm. I want to talk about that for a minute because you have amazing shoulders. Thank you. So do you. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. But so I have been, um, I haven't always embraced it, you know, and right. because it was, I mean, listen, it, you know, we're both the same age, which is rad. And I feel like we come from a 25. Tiny- yeah. <laughs> In case anyone's wondering. Well, by the way, for my birthday in May, I put it out on Instagram. I'm like, I honestly don't know what age is. Like, I, I live by levels. Oh, that's cool. I'm on fucking oh, level 41. Cool. I'm not trying to be on level 20 again. No, like, I don't actually know. Like, no one no. wants to go back. Nobody, no. <laughs> Nobody wants to go back. I did it great. Like, it was good. <laughs> but now I'm here, and I and I love owning that, you know? Yeah. Um, but, you know, I was going to say that, like, in our you know we didn't have this whole strong as beautiful movement all that stuff right. like when we were younger and so you know this natural kind of development of lean muscle and just mesomorph body mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily something that you know you were i was taking pride in you know right because you don't feel attractive to the but let's talk about like it's yeah you're, you want to be attractive to the whatever sex it is you're attracted to i guess we should say and yeah. not just men maybe yeah. you're, maybe you're into women but either way like i i don't know if you felt that way but i felt that way like i i have bigger muscles than these guys and it's intimidating and they're not attracted to me and i'm yeah. not very feminine which is not well, true i think that's the thing is that i have such a connection to my feminine energy and i know we were just talking yeah. about this and you do too so it was almost like when guys would say things to me like and they're so trying to compliment me but they're like oh you're fucking ripped you're jacked and i'm like no, I'm, I like I would be offended because it's my feminine. I'm girly, energy, like. <laughs> so girly. <laughs> I know. I just never, you know. I was just like, no, but you know, it's so different now. But how was that for you growing up? Because first of all, being a gymnast, mm-hmm. it's like you guys are the strongest. To me, gymnastics is like it's a whole nother level of strength. It's it's amazing. I feel so blessed to have started with that sport because it is true. Like your full body, it's a full body strength. Like yeah. the tiny little muscles in your back and ribs and all these places that like if if I took a, reg, a person off the street who'd never trained those muscles, it would take years to yeah. define them in the way that, and part of that is because you're, when you're growing, right. right, your muscles are growing that way. So my homeostasis is this place of a very nice muscular situation. So as long as I'm heat eating well and taking care of myself, my yeah. body likes to go back there, which I'm super, super blessed. You too, right? It's so hard for people that have spent 40 years yeah. in a different body. Yeah. And now their body always wants to return to that. It's true. That home base, you know? Right. Um, sorry, did I, I got a little off topic there, no, but no. Uh, it was, I remember growing up and, you know, I, I was telling you earlier, I when I retired from gymnastics, I was like, cool, I'm going to get skinny. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I'll just be skinny like a girl. And 
there's no way like I all I did was like run for six months just ran a lot and pretty much I looked the same I was just weaker <laughs> it's like this is stupid <laughs> I might as well just do some push-ups <laughs> like I look the same I but I can't pick things up now <laughs> plus like I've there's been times when I have like tried to like tr- like thin thin myself down for a role yeah um and what happens is i have such a big structure like yeah. my, my shoulders by nature are wide and broad and mm-hmm. so i just i look kind of like a you know i look sickly like i don't it doesn't really work on me i'm glad I, yeah. i'm glad i don't care about it anymore because when i first yeah. got in the business i was like i have to be thin and match this actress now i'm just like well i've worked my ass off and i have a talent pool now that they're, they're not calling me because i look like that i don't look like any actress yeah. <laughs> they're not calling me because i am a good double they're calling me because of what I can do so that's great now I can just sort of be me <laughs> that's amazing yeah, yeah. When, especially now I feel like we are in a time where it's like now I mean on my Instagram you always see me flexing but it's not it's it's so much deeper than just like hey look at my muscle but it's, it's more like, of a I'm statement cool of with ownership yeah like, exactly um wait so when you first got I jump around that's like, okay I'm cool me too I was like did I answer the question no <laughs> <laughs> No, was I'm there a not- question <laughs> I'm notorious for this it's like you gotta be so agile with me because agility is something so important in life you know and I'm super agile in conversation and everything right like I train for fucking agility yeah but um yeah I was gonna say like how was that for you like when you first got into when you got your first big break really mm. like were you just like what was what was the most um, incredible feeling about it, and what was the most challenging feeling about it? If you can, yeah. So this is a little insight into Heidi Moneymaker. Um, so I had gotten this big job, and the coordinator at the time, Mick Rogers, gave me a huge break. I mean, I had never done anything stunt wise; it had all been gymnastic stuff. Yeah. And I had gone in with. Uh, a friend of my friend, Chris O'Hara, amazing stuntman, and he helped me. And he helped me put a video together and say, this this is stunt type stuff. And it's mm-hmm. all stuff I could do very easily because of the gymnastics background. Yeah. So the coordinator knew that I had this talent, but at the same time, like, I hadn't been on set. I didn't know how to do certain things. So he basically took me under his wing and said, you know, I, I know you're new, so let's just explain this. Like, the first time I did a stair fall, he's like, okay, so you can fall down these stairs like sideways and pencil roll and that's cool it'll still work for us um or you can do it kind of badass and go backwards and so of course i'm like duh go backwards (laughs) um you know i hit my head a couple times and had had to figure it out from there but i think um i did more stunts on that movie than to this day i've done on a single movie there was that movie was packed full of stunts and it was it was challenging just in the sense of like making sure that i was aware of how to be on set mm-hmm. and, and that. Um, but when I came, when I was done with that movie, looking back, I had done more stunts and had more experience than a lot of the people these days that are doing day, you know, weeks and whatever on some of the bigger films. But in my mind, I was training for the Olympics my whole life. Like in my mind, if you're going to be this elite stunt performer, you need to have this the massive training like I needed years of training I wasn't ready that was just a lucky job like everyone when I got done was like you should go around and hustle and get another job I'm like I'm not not ready I'm not a stunt woman yet like for me it was getting like realizing that I was there already like I was capable of doing it so that for me it took me a minute to like and I still train hard and I still I have this motto of like I'll never be good enough and that's not the way it sounds no I get that that's just the way I like no matter what I do it's not that it's not good enough. It's just that I could probably make it better. For sure. It's like similar to my idea that every day I wake up and I'm a beginner. 
Yeah. And I'm just, I'm constantly in this beginning stage of becoming my best self. Yeah. Because I feel like it leaves room for you to constantly grow. And I'm so addicted to growth. And it's never to discredit all of what I've already experienced and what I've, you know, developed. Um, but I just, I really live with this idea that I can always ask more of myself mm-hmm. and I can always, you know, I can gain more, but it, the starting point to that is to be looking in that direction. Right. And if, if the door is closed, if you think that you've already fucking hit it and nailed it, well, you've now closed the door. So yeah, I now think what? That, exactly. Yeah. So it's inspiring to wake up and be like, you know, kind of living from that mindset. Right. right? Yeah. And I have to be careful sometimes because I'm, I can be very intense when I'm training. I know I am very intense when I'm training <laughs> and like when I'm training somebody else, I have to really, you know, cause you have to know your audience and it's more yeah. like, do I want to help this person and how can I help them? Like what's going right. to work for them better? You know? Yeah. Um, and sometimes I get into my mode of being very intense. And one day my sister, she was learning a new skill and she, she had done it and she nailed it. And she's like, well, what do you think? And I go, looks pretty good, but you know what? It'll never be good enough. And what I was trying to say was like, good job keep working it like you add a twist like whatever like the sky's the limit like, you yeah. know there's always room like you said to yeah. grow but it just came out like well it's never going to be good enough so she <laughs> jokes with me all the time she's like hey hi i just got this huge job i did some of the biggest stunts of my life but i'll never be good enough <laughs> <laughs> oh cute wait what's the age difference between you guys We're nine years nine years mm-hmm. oh that's amazing yeah that's so rad. No, I love that mentality, though. You know, you want to keep it's like it keeps the we were talking about this, too. It's like I feel like it adds to this, um, you know, purpose, like mm-hmm. living with purpose. Like right. me and my brothers, one of the things that we say is like we're fucking chasing excellence, you know, yeah. and it's never to discredit. And excellence is fast. You right? know, like you got to know you got to get down if you're going <laughs> to chase excellence. You got to like be parkour you know right parkour in your life <laughs> parkour in your life right maybe that's where the tie-in to agility is too yeah. it's like you need to be like always on ready to go you know yeah. and like how are you how are you preparing yourself to stay in this state of readiness for anything one of the things that i came up with um you know people ask me a lot what do you train for do you train do you compete and i'm not competitive i don't train in any sport when i was younger i ran and i i wanted to like go to the olympics it was this whole thing and then i started surfing and like that all changed you know um hey that's not a bad no not a bad trade-off no it all happened how it should um but you know when people ask me that, like the, the the truth is, I'm like, well, I just train for life, you know, yeah. and and everything that I do physically is there's such a deeper layer to it than right. yeah, I mean, I want the physical the physiological benefits of it, but it's 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 really it's so stripped down towards like preparing my mind and um, you know, just myself to be able to endure and pursue this life of you know passion and mm-hmm. purpose and vision. Yeah, it's important. Yeah, you know, and kind of going back to this whole parkour thing. I mean, like, the, I'm I'm kind of kidding because I feel like chasing excellence, like, there's a balance there too. Like, part of chasing excellence is forgiving yourself once in a while and yeah. not like I was talking to my business partner Lisa Newman the other mm-hmm. today, I think, about the importance of vacation. I'm getting ready to go on a vacation. The importance of like taking that time for yourself. And if you're just going to spend your whole life, like say you're, I'm chasing excellence all day long, all day long, all day long. Like at some point you're going to burn out or you're going to miss an opportunity. Right. Half the time when you settle down and take a breather, something pops up. It happened to me this summer, like pops up in your view and you're like, Oh, glad I didn't go do that other thing. Glad I just took a breather. Yeah. You know, well, that's rad. I mean, um, Hoist Gracie, uh, he said, never heard of him. No, (laughs) 
like one of the greatest things I've ever heard is resting is training. Yeah. You know, and I think that could be hard for people like yourself and I, where it's like, you know, I mean, I honor my rest and I honor my recovery and I honor that kind of those right. periodic moments of slowing down. But but I am aggressive and I do love fucking chasing that excellence. Yeah. But um, actually, let's go there for a second with you, because I, I would love to know um, with all the physicality that you ask of yourself in your in your day to day life, like what is what are some things that you do for recovery? Like. Mm. So I uh, recently been using a PEMF mat um, and I find that potentially it's doing great things for my body. But what I really notice if I use it on a regular basis and I use it for the eight minutes twice a day or whatever, if I can get that in, my energy levels are really steady and good. Like I feel good throughout the day. So that to me is that's been a kind of a a game changer. We were talking about uh, turmeric earlier. That's a, that's a huge one for me as far as anti-inflammatory goes. And when I'm on my mark with that, like that you feel, yeah. I mean, my, my sister had knee two knee surgeries and the one before this last one, she was taking all the anti-inflammatories and doing what she should have been doing. And, um, she went back to work a little bit early and ended up having to have surgery again. So the second time she's been like a turmeric freak and it like the whole time, like her knee was good to go. Yeah. It's real. It's real. It's amazing what these, these things do for you. If you actually use real foods and components to the, you know, that we have in the environment, in the universe, you know, not just chemicals, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's Um, there. Yeah. So let's see what else. I'm a, I'm a big, um, chlorella person. Like I, I really like, yeah, algae. Um, I'm a big green veggie person. I do a lot of green smoothies and stuff. Um, I, I love yoga. And I think for me, if I can do my yoga, my hard yoga class once a week, it keeps me from like getting stiff. Like somehow it, that one class really just it keeps it all together. Yeah. I feel the same way about yoga. Yeah, it's just and also um, it's your instructor and the kind of yes. yoga you're doing. So absolutely, I love this class at Soho Yoga and Danae. I don't know if I can say yeah. all this, but Danae yeah, is the most course. amazing teacher She's dope. on the planet. Yeah, I go to that class and it's hot and it's hard. Like it is a power yoga class. It is one of the hardest yoga classes I've ever taken. But when you walk out of there, you feel like you're you worked out your body and you've had a soul massage at the same time. Like I somehow, yeah, like little kisses to your butt, like your, your insides, you know, where you just feel like, yeah, you just feel more elevated. Yeah. I love Danae. I love something, Tracy. Yeah. Yeah. But something about her and the way she speaks and her mm-hmm. energy in general that she puts out into the room. It's just, there's to me, that's one of the best classes I've ever taken. She's just probably insane in class together. That's probably. Mike not known. And now there's not going to be a spot know, for I us anymore. <laughs> we just sent everybody there, but still it go. It's great. <laughs> what about morning rituals like how do you start your day so my something I have not been good with in the last few months um I've been traveling a bunch and all over the place and I feel it in my soul right now that I need my ritual back so I'm a big fan of 5 a.m wake up when it's still dark burning a candle not turning the lights on I like to make a pot of like green tea something like really earthy yeah um and I like to read and I like to sit and read by candlelight or write in my journal and drink this tea. And I'm not a morning person. So for me, that wake up time, like is it's super important. Like if someone starts talking to me early in the morning, I have to really fight my urge to snap. <laughs> like, Well, wait, let me. OK, wait, I have to plant this seed then because um, I'm literally the same way. I love the kiss of darkness just yes. before light, like waking up because you're a fucking it's head so of peaceful. it. It's so peaceful. Yeah. Light my candle, have my journal. I've been writing for the majority of my life, right? love reading start so it's like journaling meditation reading and 
I don't want to fucking talk Mm-mm. to anybody. And here's why. Because I'm in a moment with myself. I'm in a trance. It's not like I'm not in a good mood. I'm in a, I feel really good, actually. But it's like, this is my solitude and my peace. And I feel like the minute I start engaging outside, um, it takes me away from that. So is it that for you? Totally. So it's sort of like watching animals in the wild, right? So they don't actually speak. I mean, they make noises and stuff, but... They communicate by intention, by looking at each other, by yeah. movement and stuff. And I think it's kind of like that where you get that animal piece of you that's like connecting to the earth. Like I have dogs that's and I have life. cats. And like when, yeah. when we get up in the morning, let the dogs out and go do their thing. Because they, they like to run and play and bark and do, do whatever they... But the cats will sit in the window. I'll open the window. They'll sit there by the candlelight and they're super quiet. And their little pads barely make any noise anywhere. And they have this little like calming yeah. sort of aura of like this we're in this sacred space yeah and I almost feel like I'm yeah that's rad yeah so I I absolutely think there's something to that you know and words it's really hard to articulate how you feel sometimes right we have words but they don't always work and so there's something about that too like we use a ton of words for a ton of things and what do they even mean it's just content everywhere (laughs) you know um so yeah I think that's that's my favorite when I can get in that mode but I also have to go to bed early to do that otherwise I'm yeah that's the hard part so people yeah I know and so you've been essentially your life has been just nonstop travel, I feel like, right? Like, for yeah. the better part of your life with... You've done some major fucking films, woman. Like, you're incredible. Oh, thank you. <laughs> like, it's like, thank you. It's impressive. The, the Your resume is gnarly. And I know, you know, we were just talking about how now you're coming to a place where you might... You're, you'll be able hopefully to be yeah. to kind of be home more and kind of get into a routine so you can do right. your, you know, all these things that make you feel really good right yeah um you have a couple things hopefully in the coming up that if they go that means I can probably stick around for a little while and they're big projects and they're great projects um and they're you know advancing my career and my life so it's it's all it's all good as long as it all works out but yeah that's the thing is like I'm so blessed I've gotten to work on some of the biggest films out there I've gotten to double some amazing people I mean I normally double Scarlett Johansson we've worked together for like 10 years she's an amazing woman such a pleasure to work with and I feel so blessed to have had that. Um, but it has, it's taken me away from, I mean, we live in the South Bay. It's this gorgeous, yeah. I come home and I'm like, I can't believe I live here when I live here. You know, it's just, <laughs> when you live here. it's beautiful, you know, yeah. and now I have animals and, and, and I have, now I'm, my niece lives with my sister and I, and so we have her in high school and all this stuff. So there's so many reasons for me not to go away now. Um, yeah that it's nice the idea of stick, sticking home you know yeah totally I know I'm about that because I've spent so much of my life traveling as well and and now I feel like I'm like ah you know I just I don't mind being home yeah I love being home I mean by the way where we live is fucking epic but it's I think it's more <clears throat> of just getting into a sense of routine especially when you have a life like in, in my life too my career life it's like there's no Monday through Friday right it's fucking all over yeah. you're here now you're on a plane tomorrow and it happens that fast literally right, right? So when you so it's like it's almost like chaos needs a safe place to land. Like you right. need you need some kind of normal like normal normalcy, I think yeah. that's the word, to keep to allow you to keep living this like spontaneous right. action filled fucking Sure. <laughs> well, I I love routine. So for yeah. me and ritual. I love routine and ritual. But like for yeah. me when I can get into that mode, I'm the happiest, you know. So yeah. once once I'm 
like you say, all over the place, flying all over here, not in my normal routine, staying up too late or sleeping in too long or whatever it is. I, yeah. I just don't, I don't feel my best self, you know? Well, you probably, I think um, as a athlete your whole life, I mean, you said you were like aiming for the Olympics, yeah. right? With gymnastics. Discipline is, has been like this has been a through line like it's been yeah. very constant in your life right absolutely and I guess that's true going with that it's like you're so disciplined to train get up have your routine do your eat all your food that you're supposed to eat go to bed when you're supposed to go to bed so when things go awry it's like ah is this okay <laughs> is this okay, <laughs> is this okay? <laughs> am I doing it right <laughs> but you know you're actually just... this summer like I've I was working on a film in t- or a tv show in town for a few months and jumping back and forth on a few little movie like things here and there um and I was offered the opportunity to like be home and relax a little bit and actually get out of my routine which was good too so I was able to go and do the things I didn't let myself do for a long time I got dinner with my friends or I would go and have a bunch of drinks one night and you know like yeah and let that be okay that in the morning I slept in because you know had too many glasses of wine, you yeah, know, that kind of thing yeah. is like kind of important as well. Yeah. Because if you let yourself kind of have those moments, those months, whatever, then when you finally decide to like jump back in full force, like you don't feel like your whole life has just been work, 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 you know? The, I love that. And I also think that there's something and it's very kind of Bruce Lee, but, um, you know, it's this idea that like you don't systems like I think there's so much value in system and routine and I am just like you I love mine but I also love to deviate from Mm -hmm. it here and there and even in even things that are actually really good for me um like maybe I can't meditate today maybe I'm gonna skip it because I'm gonna actually just go have coffee with one of my best friends but I never want to be reliant on the system right the routine um to feel like I'm pulled together as much as I want to be able to just rely on myself and, you know, being agile and being spontaneous and know that even if I fucking take a hard left over here, I'm still going to be strong, right? Be able to kind of bounce right back into everything. Um, yeah. So I think that the big takeaway there is just not to be, to allow yourself the freedom, the flexibility to essentially live and not be reliant even on things that, you know, do bring out the best in you. Well, I think it's it's part of that whole notion of experience the now, be in the now, yeah. enjoy where you're at, yeah. um, because that allows you to take those days and be like, oh, I'm just gonna have coffee and I'm gonna enjoy the hell out of it because I love right. this person and maybe I'm gonna have a lot of energy. Maybe I'll run later. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's I've really, really tried to adopt that policy because you know, for the longest time, especially being an athlete, you're like, here's my goal. I'm just going to do this, this, and this and be like this until I get there. Just this until, you know, like yeah, you don't very... always take the time to enjoy the moment. And I've even allowed myself to enjoy, flying quotes, some things that were not enjoyable in my life. Because I was like, you, if you can find a way to enjoy this or be grateful for it or understand what it is, then then you realize that life is about experiences, good and bad. You know, it's really, it's not about how much money you make. It's not about how great you are at something or how many movies you've been in, right? It's about how do I feel right now sitting on this couch talking to you? Do I feel great about this? Am I enjoying this? Like, this is awesome. This is a break from my normal chaos. Like I get to sit here and have an awesome conversation, some amazing coffee. (laughs) (laughs) You know, for Sigmatic. Yeah. Thank you for Sigmatic. Plug, plug, plug. Uh, Just kidding. Um, Anyway, yeah, I think that's really important to to rely on the experience of your life. Because, you know, you watch people die every day. And right. people are getting older and dying, too. That's going to happen to all of us. And right. so it's really important to make sure that you, 
you know, you make your mark and you, you really do have a place in this earth. You're not just some person that's plugged in trying to get somewhere, you know? Yeah, totally. Well, I think that when you're operating in a state of presence, you're really solidifying that. Like I'm, I'm here with purpose and I'm, I'm, I'm living on purpose, right. right? That feels so much better than just like kind of being in the matrix and going through the motions. I mean, I love, and it sounds so morbid, but I love to remind myself like, Hey, you, you're going to die one day. Mm-hmm. Like this is not infinite. You, well, right. not that I know of, like maybe there's another life after this. I don't fucking know, but like in this right. Roxanne, you know, like this shit's going to end soon. So like, what are you doing about it? And it really helps me to, to be braver and to like move what I call seek the fight. Like right. I move towards things that um, are going to make me uncomfortable and to go back to what we were saying I also allow myself to fucking just put my hair down sometimes and be like all right like let's deviate let's do something off the cuff and you know whatever like just enjoy basically yeah yeah well interesting to say doing things that make you uncomfortable because I um having been such a serious gymnast for so long I was very good at one thing and I tended to pick other things up pretty fast but I wasn't used to doing things and not being excellent because I never did anything else but gymnastics you know and so I remember the point where I was like okay I gotta be okay with not being okay with something so that I can learn and in taking from that like now I look for things I suck at because honestly what a great opportunity you know we're like going back to saying we're here for experience like what are we really doing here we're here to, to enjoy life to experience life to evolve and grow so how do you do that do you just stay stick with what you know or do you go out there and and look like an idiot once in a while because you're not good at something so that you can actually become good at it you know I think it's 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 a really good policy to adopt you know yeah I mean that's how humans evolved right like we we had to experience challenge to 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 grow and now I mean things are so much easier than they've ever been so it's like if you don't go out of your way to seek discomfort and things that are going to challenge your you know, you to grow, then, I mean, you're not growing and you're just kind of slowly fucking dying, I think, through life, but this like existing in the, you existing. know, in the same place. Well, I was, sorry, something just came to my mind as you were saying that, because I'm thinking like, okay, hold on, let's back up for a second. Like, you're a fucking badass female. You start, you get into, you know, being a stunt woman, which is such a male dominated fucking situation, right? And like, how did that feel? Because this is where my mind went when you're like, you know, you got to be able to like suck and like, like even like not look good at something. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be okay. How was that for you to enter this very male dominated industry arena, whatever mm. we want to call it, like all the above as a woman and coming in and doing like very physical, gnarly things? I mean, honestly, I have to say that the men that were around on the first few movies that I was on were just really great guys. Like, yeah, it's there's it's male dominated in the sense that, like, there's a lot more males than there are females. And, you know, there's good and bad people all over the place. So I wouldn't want to say that one gender was, you know, harder on the other or what whatnot. But um, there was this thing coming in where, like, when you hire a woman, you want to make sure she's tough and can hit the ground. She's not going to cry and she's not getting the job just because she's a girl kind of thing. So you do, there is this like sense of needing to prove yourself. Yeah. And so I did feel that. Um, but I had this thing where I, I looked around and I'm like, I don't, I don't want to be good for a girl. I just, I just want to be good. Like I want them to look at me and think this is a talented person. I don't want them to be like, well, she's 
really good girl, a good stunt girl, you know? Yeah. And so the, there was a day when one of my teammates basically was like, yeah, Heidi, Heidi Moneymaker. Yeah. She's the best stunt man I know. And then everyone kind of gave him shit about it. I'm like, no, that's actually like the biggest compliment he could have given me because he's saying like, I look at her the same as I look at everyone else. Yeah, um, totally. But then going back to what we were talking about earlier, uh, I remember looking around and, you know, I was new. So I was trying to like see how each person acted and what, you know, the process of how everything worked. And um, I remember seeing a, a lot of um, stunt women who I felt, and I might be wrong, but I felt like they were trying to kind of act like the guys mm-hmm. to fit in with the guys. And I yeah. thought, well, that's kind of a mistake because you're you're a woman and you're feminine. And so it's important to, you know, and if that's their personality, that's cool. But I, yeah. I just wanted to be my own feminine self mm-hmm. um, and also fit in. I wanted to be a woman who fit in in, this, in the industry, not necessarily with the guys. I just, so, you know, like I wore pink and like I love heels. <laughs> I like love I love wearing dresses. I'm all about that stuff. But at the same time, I can wear like just it. a t-shirt and a pair of gi pants and, you know. Gi pants. Yeah, like sweaty hair, disgusting, kick the shit out of stuff, you know. I, yeah, which I, is so sexy though too because ultimately I think it's like just I'm comfortable in being me Mm -hmm. and I'm also capable I mean capable is one of my favorite words right like you're not you're not even thinking of yourself as like I'm a girl I'm not a girl you're just like this is I'm just I just want to do this yeah right yeah yeah and you know my my toughest obstacle has always been myself because in the end of the day like I've always looked at it like that like I I can be faster stronger better I can I can do more but it's the second you start really competing with somebody else is when you crumble because you're constantly looking at them instead of looking at you yeah you know um so that that to me is a thing too is like I think I was always in my own space of like I can be better I can be stronger I can train like a girl you know for me so Lisa and I own this company Fierce Lotus Fitness and we put on the back of all of our shirts or a lot of them train like a girl because Nike had this campaign a couple of few years ago mm-hmm. and they asked all these kids like what does it mean to run like a girl and most of the kids were like t- you know saying well maybe you're knock kneed or you don't go as fast or you know all these things and this one little girl got up there and she's like it means that you can run really fast and you can beat the boy like she just went on this whole rant about like run like a girl and what it means to her was something completely different than what all these other kids were thinking so for us train like a girl is like a it's Come train like a girl. Like, if you can train like us, then you can train like a girl. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Wait, yeah. can we talk about your company a little yeah, bit more? Yeah, of course. Like, I'd love to learn more about... So, yeah. Lisa, Paul Newman, and I um, started a company called Fierce Lotus Fitness. And we basically, we were both training um, at a kickboxing gym and doing kind of privates with this guy we both knew, but we didn't know each other. And he was basically like, you guys, you need to meet this girl that I train. She needs to meet you. You guys should train together. You're the only two women I've ever worked with that want to train like this like you you guys are both gnarly so he introduced us and we hit it off right away and so our relationship was basically like our friendship was never like going to lunch or whatever it was like we each had like an hour out of the day and be like let's go training we'd kick pads or you know we started making up these hybrid workouts so she was a fitness instructor for a million years been in the fitness industry as a fitness model and stuff for a long time um and you know i i been doing a lot of sports myself (laughs) and a lot (laughs) of actor training and fights and stuff so we started coming up with these workouts and they were like a whole hybrid of like strength supersets um and then high intensity action fight cardio scenes that we were doing either kicking the pads or actually doing fight scenes with each other and then our active rest would be a yoga flow and so it'd be this really hard but amazing like challenging but great workout and then once in a while we'd train like we bring one of our friends in and everyone's like, you guys should do something with this because this is awesome. So we started the Action Star workout program and sort of based off Action of how... Action Star? 
workout action program. star workout program yeah. yeah so it's based off how we train actors when they come in they walk in the door and mm-hmm. say i need to be an action star it's sort of from the ground up but it's <clears throat> but it's now been turned into this hybrid you know high intensity cardio slash strength and yoga mm-hmm. um um, workout. So it's online and streaming. We have a teacher training program as well. Um, but we're getting ready to branch out and hire on some trainers and, and get a little studio going. So that's so exciting. Yeah, we're really excited about that's it. Bad. It's really it's fun. It's such a great time for it, too. We're like in the transformation economy. And I feel like, you know, now with like MMA and, you know, just martial arts being where it is, fighting mm, being yeah. where it is, it's such a great time because I think, um, you know, performance is is so attractive, right? right? So it's not just like being strong or doing this one thing, but it's like everything in motion. Like right. how can you utilize all of it, right? Which right. is essentially what you've been fucking doing for you, the majority of your life at this point, right? Yeah. Like putting all the pieces together. Oh, right. Absolutely. That's and so sort of something that like a lot of, a lot of the times I take away from training an actress and getting her ready for a film is that she'll come in not having ever like thrown a punch or really known much about it and by the end of it she's fighting all these guys and granted it's film fighting but it's still hard and it's still like you still get banged up and and you're still punching people even if if you're pulling a punch a little bit and they have this sense of like oh my god I can't believe I can do that like I can't believe that this I've turned into this little fighter girl um so for me that was a big thing it's something that translates into doing these classes and in this program is like you take a woman that's never hit anything before and she's able to go in and we're, we're actually um, in the process of creating a um, heavy bag version okay, and to heavy, ha- bag. heavy bag version. Oh, yeah. Cool. So having like people come in and like women come in and just being able to like throw elbows into a bag and yeah. feel strong and maybe capable of like if someone ever were to attack them, at least they, I don't know, I wouldn't throw a punch, but they could elbow someone in the chin and run. I mean, just to totally. know that like you're not completely helpless for sure is a big just deal. To become connected and familiar with that it's really like a primal part of you, right? Like right. I feel like, you know, I've been training jujitsu for nine years. Um, you know, we, I think as humans, we're just designed to to be able to fight, right? right. Like for our life, like whether yeah. we technically are or not, like it's within us. That's why I think a lot of us appreciate fighting, right? Um, I think for a woman, it's a really interesting thing because, you know, it's not like um, we grew up with, female gladiators right right? like we haven't seen that now we're starting to see that so much more but um i feel like what you're doing what your company what you ladies are doing is allowing women to really feel that connection to this primal fucking instinct that we have to to fight you know right well you know this too is like confidence is your first defense right so like if you're if i'm walking down an alley and i've my arms are covered up (laughs) you know I'm short so like if I'm walking down an alley and I'm covered up and it's nighttime and I'm kind of like looking around looking like I'm scared or nervous or whatever I'm a target like someone's like yep she doesn't know what she's doing but if I walked down the alley and I'm like jingling my keys and I look someone straight in the eye I'm like you gonna fuck with me is that what you're about to do? Girl, There's the yes. nothing they're going to do to me, right? Yeah. So that that's a, that's that's the biggest thing I think they take out of this is they're walking down the street going, I'm strong. Yeah. I can defend myself. I'm powerful. So then it, it translates into into their their being, basically. You it's know? so true. I think that that's one of the greatest things. Before I started training jiu-jitsu, like growing up with three brothers, and I'm the older sister, even though we're so close in age, but you know, I was always a tough girl, like straight up. I was the girl in school that you just, I was always <laughs> laughing. I was friends with everybody, but for some reason, you knew not to fuck with yeah. me because I didn't have to carry I, myself. I would not so, fuck with you. <laughs> I would fuck with you. I walked but in, I was know, like, like nope, <laughs> pretty strong. <laughs> but like laughing and smiling all the time. But there's like this, there's this thing that just underneath it all is like, yeah. You know, and I think about that too. Like what you're saying, I think about how many people 
you know, potential predators that I've already beat in my life. Like right. who have, I mean, it's sad or not sad, but it's scary to say that, but it's right. true. Like in just walking down the street and all that like crazy, like living in New York for all those, like how many people have eyeballed me and then fucking look like, the other mm, way? I'm not going to pick her. <laughs> and I know because I know how I carry myself, especially if I feel I'm super right. like, I'm fucking sensitive, you know? Yeah. I can feel things. And if I feel something, like I posture up, it's a mm-hmm. whole different. It's like animal kingdom, right? So a lot That's of animals, they I like say. fluff up, right? They make themselves big, whether it's a cat or like a, whatever animal it is, they always like puff themselves huge, like I'm huge, get away from me. And it's the same thing. It's like gorillas. Yes. Like it's a real thing. I always use yeah. that exact analogy. Fucking animal kingdom. And I let yeah. you know, like, I mean, we're animals. We are animals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I veered off. Where was I going? There was how many people like, that you ha- have not chosen to fight you? There was something before that that or I was going, but um, jujitsu. I was a tough girl, and then you get into jujitsu and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> like you do the trap and roll for the first time, you're like, what the fuck? I've been so vulnerable. <laughs> yeah. Like this is insane. All I had to do was this, and in reality, like if some guy was trying to choke me, like I try and use all my force and my yeah. strength, but really, like that's not going to help me, right. you know? Um, I want to ask you about martial arts, martial arts a little bit. Um, how many disciplines in martial arts have you been fucking doing? So it's interesting because what happens really is, like, I've gone out and taken classes. I've t- I started off taking kickboxing, I think. I did a little bit of wushu with um, a former, or another, sorry, a stunt woman named Ming Lu, and she's amazing. She She's from China. She's, like, national team wushu, like, kung fu, basically. And she taught me some kicks and some cool stuff. I'm not good at wushu. <laughs> it's hard. Um, and from there, went on to, like, a little more Filipino-style martial arts. And what happens is is you tend to train for what the film is. So train, or, or, you know, if you're interested in something, you might go out and, and try it yourself. Um, but a lot of times it would be like, I'm getting ready for a film and I know the style is going to be like this, so I go and start training with instructors. So I don't have, I'm a white belt and everything, <laughs> which I'm not really. You're like, so cute. But, yeah, but you've tasted and you've touched right. and you've incorporated yeah, so like of- in, in jiu-jitsu, like I don't know where I would test, but I definitely wouldn't test as yeah. a white belt. But yeah. I've never been like officially in a class long enough to earn stripes and whatnot. I've done a bunch of judo. Yeah. Um, we've done Kali, Japanese swords. I mean, I've done a lot of different. Um, it's a lot. It's so rad just to be yeah. able to. So I grew up um, like Laura Croft, Shatara. Mm-hmm. Remember yeah. Like, these are the, these were my, like, I want to be like you. Right. You know? And it's essentially like, what you do it's like you're 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 the one that i'm looking up to like i want to be like her the one really, no it's so sick like in researching you i'm like it's not it's 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 heidi heidi's the one that i'm like looking doing some up crazy to. stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> just a little crazy like oh fucking awesome it's so rad but so i think like just to i would like to be able to have a grip just even a little taste of all of these elements to me is so much oh yeah more gratifying than like I don't know. This is just me personally. Like some people want to like kill it in one space, but to me, like that's just so much more exciting. Like you've tasted. Hope should be a little more creative because I do a lot of fight coordinating and stuff as well. So yeah. for me, if I can learn a new discipline, even if it's just like a little piece of it for a little while, it helps me because like you're going into a room and you're trying to create art, and so I don't want to take five techniques from the same school and make a fight piece because that's just training. That's like yeah, you know being in class what I want to do is I want to make something that's a painted picture all of a sudden you're like whoa did she just use that scarf to 
choke that guy out? Like, what, what happened? How did that work? You know, and you, you know, it's nice to bring it back to the actual. It's nice to bring it to, back to Sealot and be like, that's a that's a real thing. Like, they have that's a whole scarf right. situation, right? That's amazing. <laughs> you know, um, so that's that's the kind of stuff I like to do. I like to take pieces of actual you know, discipline and yeah. paint it with a color, you know? Yeah, put your yeah. special kind of touch yeah. on it. And I think one thing that maybe people don't really think about, but it's so true that with what you do, you have to really embody the character also. Like, it's not just like, oh, the physical, I'm throwing the punch, I'm doing the thing. Right. But it's like, you have to fucking get into mm-hmm. who you are performing as, right? Right. That's, so how is that for you? I think that is a technique that, anybody in my line of work should adopt because now it used stunts used to be really separate from from acting so like the way it used to work was like you'd come in and the guy there's a fight and then the guy throws the actor over the counter and then they do all this piece and then you just jump over the counter like there wasn't performance now it's all about performance there's elaborate fight scenes there's so much going on and it's it's no longer I get thrown through a window. It's I do an entire fight scene as a master. The actor comes in and does their pieces of this, and then we cut together what works best. Um, so I forget where I was going with this. Um, Which is embodying the character. Oh, yeah, embodying yeah. the character. So for me, it's really important that, say, Scarlett and I are working together, that mm-hmm. we are. B- I'm not trying to be her. Mm-hmm. We are trying to be Black Widow. And so I will try to walk like her, like she does for the character. Um, she, she tries to fight like a little edgy like me like we really try to create a character and not make it so separate um and I've talked to a lot of actresses about this too when I'm choreographing it's like I need your input a little bit too because I want to know where your mind's at like if I'm going to choreograph for you I don't I get so irritated when I look at a fight and it's just like a bunch of fight moves yeah and it doesn't pertain to the story so I want to know like what what are you doing like what are you thinking where are you at what what would you do here like yeah granted I might it's a collaborative effort, but it's really important to to understand. Like for me, story is everything. You can go to a play and it's just an empty room and you can be moved to tears. And that's because there's story there and there's feeling there. And that's something that needs to be in everything that we, that we use for performance for sure. Has that been one of the most inspiring elements to what you do as a stunt woman? I mean, I think, um, you know, what's really cool. And I've had actresses tell me this and I know this because I've, when I play a character and do the stunts for it, there's something to that. Like, it's nice to have the team and work together and have stunt doubles and everything. And you always do because, like, you know, you, like, I have a huge scar on my head. And I got blown through a window one time and it got cut open and everything. You can't do that to an actor. Like, it, right. one, you don't want to do that to anybody. But two, right. you shut down production. Right. Maybe ever, you know. Like, it's like a, a liability thing. So there's always going to be doubles. But the times that I've played my own characters... I've really been able to get into the choreography and really been able to get into the piece because now I'm embodying this whole thing. Right. I'm not just trying to like get a little piece of what's happening with someone else's process, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of been something really fun for me. Yeah. That's amazing. What has been one of the hardest things about acting and being a stunt woman for you? Um, Uh, well, I mean, one of the hardest things is travel. We talked about that being away from home a lot. Um, I am, from my stories about being a child, like I'm so high energy and I like to, even, even if it means that I can sit and meditate, like I want to be doing stuff, even if, even if doing stuff means doing nothing, if that makes sense. So one of the hardest things for me is being on set for like eight or 10 hours a day and just kind of being there while we're waiting to get to a a point where I'm (laughs) supposed to perform or, or help somebody with something or whatever, because then you kind of get the boredom thing. Like it's not as, most of the crew has to be on set and be paying attention all the time mm-hmm. and be ready to go. You don't, there's no like sitting in your trailer and, 
effing off kind of thing. So you're on set and you, you could get kind of bored, you know, and then you, there's the snack table full of like tons of stuff. So you have to like deal with not eating all yeah, these amazing crazy. donuts and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Whatever else they bring out. Cause it's always fancy, yummy food. I mean, we're really good in LA, like in other places too. Um, bringing healthy snacks but still like yeah you know that's hard too because you're no, like for oh, sure, i'm that's bored i'm not thing. doing anything so i might as well just go eat these chips <laughs> yeah exactly yeah and then i pour out of the bag <laughs> <laughs> i know the second you did this i was like nah no community i don't need community chips actually only <laughs> individual package ones <laughs> oh my god that's amazing i know i bring all my food um i, I still relate to that just in in the makeup part of my career life where it's like man there are times where um you know, you're just sitting, especially on commercials. Um, I mean, you're, yeah. you know, you're, I always have to watch, but like, you know, it's not, um, it's not always the best use of my energy and, right. You know, yeah. So that that's could be hard. One of the hardest yeah. aspects, too. Seems weird, but it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, now you're getting into like a new territory mm-hmm. in your career life, right? Yeah. Because, can we talk about that? Yeah, a absolutely. Bit? Like, so I'm, I've been stunt coordinating. I mean, I've been doing a lot of, basically assistant stunt coordinating and assistant fight coordinating for years and years because just as my personality goes, I like to, you know, be involved and help and whatever. But now I'm actually in title stunt coordinating. Um, and that just kind of started this year, which has been great. I actually awesome. was one of the stunt coordinators for a movie called The Hunt, which is not coming out now. Oh, really? um, okay. Yeah, it's it's been really controversial. It's it's one of those things where, like, you know, in the ad, it's in the ads, it's talking about hunting humans. And obviously, like, we have a lot going on right now with all these right. shootings. And it's, right. but ultimately, like, it's, you know, ultimately, there's a good story there. Like, there's a good, there's, I shouldn't talk too much about this. But it's, in you know, it's one of those things where it's not just people hunting humans. It's obviously, yeah. there's, there's more to it than that. Um, yeah. Anyway, that was a, that was, a, that was a fun movie to work on, because I got to choreograph this huge fight between these two people and it was amazing um and then I, I coordinated something this summer this tv show that was also really fun I got to coordinate a car chase and stuff and so all that's really great and I'm I'm really looking forward to continuing this um this upward upward climb because ultimately I really would like to direct you know that's right yeah that's I'm I'm a I'm a, I'm a creative like I yeah you know, sometimes with my business with Lisa, thank God, she's a financial person and she's so great because I'll be like, paint this picture, paint that picture, let's do this, let's do that. And she's like, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, okay, that's all great. <laughs> but s- slow down for a second because we should probably like monetize some of this. <laughs> I'm like, no. Oh. You have all the ideas, all the creativity. I'm like, let's put 10 grand into this. And she's yeah. like, yes, but are we going to do that for a reason other than it's cool? I'm like, huh. <laughs> You're like, um, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really... I love the creative side of the film industry. I love telling stories. I love, I love bringing something out of a person. Like, you know, yeah. really bringing colors out of them. It's all colors for me for some reason. But um, I love that. Yeah. I can appreciate it's like that. Painting. Yeah. No. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, you're evoking emotion. Yeah. 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 You know what? That's really interesting because for the first part of my life, I was trying to suppress my emotion at all times. So really, well. Started like gymnastics at five or six, and it's it's a very like you know there's it's like there's no crying in baseball, yeah. there's no crying in gymnastics. Like, like in way. it's very it's very intense, and you mm-hmm. have to be very tough in order to get to a certain point, and you just understand that. And there's you know your coaches get mad at you, and you're not you're not allowed to react or have emotion. And if you do, you get in trouble. Yeah, you know, and it sounds sounds bad, but like 
that's just kind of the way it was growing up. And, you know, my parents are amazing. They are effing the best people on the planet. And they did, they worked, they gave up everything so that we could do gymnastics. I mean, I can't say enough about how great my parents are, but there's seven kids. Like at some point it's like, are you bleeding? Because if you are, put a butterfly bandaid on it, I'm, I'm busy. Like there was not a whole lot of like, you know, mom, I'm upset about something. Are you, Are you okay? talking like yeah. she would come to me and be like, Are you upset? Do you need something? What do you need? How can we? Okay, cool. Yeah. Gotta go handle the baby. You know, there was like yeah. a lot of that. And then, you know, same thing kind of into college. And I remember being about 25. I'd just gotten out of college and I was dating somebody at the time. And he's like, Something happened and I didn't react like you normally would react. And he's like, you, It's like you don't have emotion. And I was like, What? are you serious? I'm like, that's crazy. And then I thought about it. I'm like, well, I do have a lot of emotion inside of me. I'm very passionate, but I've spent a lot of time just holding it inside because I'm, I've not been allowed to express it. So maybe that's why now I'm just like, paint everything, create everything, (laughs) make it big and purple. (laughs) (laughs) That's exciting though. Like it's exciting to kind of discover these things about yourself and then, you know, operate from, almost like it seems like a new layer but in this case it's not it's just something that's mm. been kind of maybe it's bottled a deep up. layer <laughs> yeah, it's yeah a deep layer yeah. for sure yeah I mean it also like that makes me think of how you've kind of maneuvered through vulnerability mm-hmm. in your life like I say very often that vulnerability is like my springboard to my strength mm-hmm. like there's no competition between right. them they actually really work together um I use this example a lot. Like I, I one of my favorite movies ever is The Gladiator, and you oh, know yeah, when you're watching so him, he's fucking vulnerable through the whole movie, you know. But yeah. he's such a badass hero, and he's so strong. And I think it's a great example of just showing how you know they don't have to be separate from each other. Like they can exist together. And right. in my personal life, like I feel like one of the things that makes me so fucking strong is that I I honor my vulnerability. Mm-hmm. I lean into it. I do not suppress it. But I don't let it become the whole fucking story. Right. That's that's huge for yeah. me. Well, there's balance with everything, right? Yeah. I think for me, and I've said this recently too, because I'm not a big crier. It kind of takes, yeah. obviously, it takes me a lot to cry. I don't cry a lot either. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with it. Well, that's the thing. But- when I do cry... I feel like that is a strength for me now that I'm able to cr- like I'm able to let myself be emotional in that way where yes. and I'm and I've become it's come to a point where I'm okay with it like I, I was recently um, in San Diego and we happened to go into this like tapas place and this woman she was just an older I think Hispanic lady and really good energy and really seemed very happy and whatever but she was singing and she was very good and she started singing um i think it's called i will always love you by whitney houston oh yeah is that the title yeah. of the song and you know the I don't know ba- song the from the bodyguard yeah, like yeah. just that song's hard to sing like those notes like to be high and clean whitney like houston? that i know yeah like you're so she started singing and literally she started she sounded like Whitney Houston like people were just like this is Whitney Houston reincarnated That's like amazing. it's insane and I started t- like I started kind of tearing up and then I was like oh because I'm you know not alone and then I'm at a restaurant <laughs> and so I was like I'm like oh I should probably not cry and then I'm like no fuck that I am this is moving me to tears why wouldn't I allow myself to cry and so I literally let myself like the tears were like running down my face I'm like that was beautiful and everyone's like oh my god are you crying I love that <laughs> yes I'm crying because that was beautiful <laughs> yeah well and if you think about it like 
when you really get into these major roles as a director, like you want people to cry, I'm sure. Yeah, like, you want to like, evoke you, that feeling. You want yeah. a fucking impact. Like that's the thing. Like it's interesting, you know, with the podcast. So I, I'm, I'm most definitely very introverted. Like a lot of people don't get that about me, but um, because I'm not uncomfortable in in crowds right. or groups, but like. I am not someone who's very motivated by being like, hey, everybody, look at me, like, at all. But when I walk in a room, I'll take up space only because I'm comfortable in myself. Right. And that, you read that on people really loudly, I think. But, you know, I think one of the things about being a podcast host now and having a brand and writing all this stuff it's like the hardest part for me is is that um, being seen is is a part of it, right? Mm -hmm. But for me, what I really aim to do with my life work is to 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 be felt mm. you know so it's not even about being seen it's not even about being heard it's about being felt because when you feel someone or they're what they're putting out what they've created that's real impact mm-hmm. right versus just i don't know it's like that quote people don't remember what you did they remember how you made them feel 100 percent. and that's so true is like it's it's really about it's true you're right it's completely about feeling yeah yeah i mean i this is a like i'm, I'm more than a woman mm-hmm. you are more than a woman mm-hmm. we are a fucking experience right oh Literally. that's awesome <laughs> I love it's it. So true, right? Like we're conduits of energy. We're affecting each other. I'm giving you an experience right now. You're giving. Mm-hmm. We're giving the people listening an experience. And so I actually think that you know when you when you really kind of look at it from that perspective of like, oh shit, I'm an experience. It actually can um, make you be more present in mm-hmm. in how you know you are maneuvering through your life, right. how you're affecting people. The person who brought you your coffee, like, are you saying? thank you and like really thanking them or you're just kind of like huh thanks or, you know whatever but it's really interesting because there's i have this book and i'm i cannot think of the author's name now i feel like emoto is part of his name whether it's the first or last he's japanese and he started doing all this research on w- frozen water crystals and oh yeah you know about this right yeah so you know that like he started with music and all like classical music anything that was like had a pleasant lovely you know, vibration. Yeah, vibration made these elaborate crystals and like death metal on these, some of these, not to say that this stuff is bad, I'm just saying this is what happened. Yeah. Um, It tended to not create a crystal at all. It was like this fractured ice, you know? And so it went so far as to like him saying words, the vibration of the word would change the crystal. And then even the intention of a card that he would place writing on, like he'd write love on a card and put it near water. And the the intention of that would change the crystals, which is like insane. Yeah. I should give you this book because it is insane. Like that, that is crazy if you really think about it. Right. So if you think about how much water is in your body right now. Yeah. Right. And so if I'm sitting here saying lovely things to you all day and you're, you're the water in your body is producing this amazing crystals that's in harmony with your white with your with your body right yeah versus if i'm saying horrible things to you or negative things to you right so it's good it's interesting to to think about the world we live in now where everyone's just on their phone by themselves right so what's happening when you're looking on your phone and there's trolls on your instagram or you're looking at somebody else and you're thinking something shitty about you like i'm so fat like that girl's right so beautiful and i'm fat i hate myself so now you're doing it to yourself right it's just there's no wonder there's so much depression and suicide right now no it's so true it's so true i think one of the greatest things that i've ever offered myself is um is really becoming 
I don't even know if it's becoming as much as it's just realizing that I am my own best friend. Mm. So like this idea of you versus you, like I used to kind of subscribe to that and I get it, especially in training. It's like, I don't compete against anybody, but it's like, actually there was a huge pivot for me because I'm so literal sometimes Mm. too, as creative as I am, I'm Gemini. So there's like logic and there's like creativity (laughs) happening at all times. Yeah. Well, I feel like it's the best of both worlds because I love to be very analytical and like logical. And I'm like, but that's not even fucking true, Roxy, because like when I feel like I'm pushing myself and it's hard, I'm not like, you know, what are you doing? Like, yeah, I'm like, fucking come on, Roxy, baby. Let's yeah, fucking you're cheering for right. yourself. I'm cheering yeah. for myself. And even in not training, but just in the day to day life, because there's so much challenge in the life that I'm, you know, creating and pursuing, right? That it's like I have really become, it's, I say, I call you got you. That's mm-hmm. how I frame it now. Yeah, right? that's great. It's like, I've got my own fucking soulmate best friend ride or die like she's always with me and the self-talk that comes with her yeah. is incredible and that makes me want to ask you like what your self-talk like what is because you have not done anything i feel like you, the life that you've pursued and created is a life of challenge right mm-hmm. like there's just from all aspects like not just the physical which is such an obvious but the mind rules everything like mine leads us right so you've had to kind of yeah i mean i'm i'm a huge proponent for self-talk and and i've i have helped myself get through a lot of stuff you know because at the end of the day like people's opinions matter to me like and people that i go to for you know advice but at the end of the day it's me it's i gotta i gotta be okay with what i do and i gotta own up to my life and, and be who i am and so um you know i i feel like i'm this kid from Santa Rosa, California. And yeah, okay, I've worked hard and yeah, there's these accolades and stuff, but mostly I just feel like this goofy girl that likes to laugh and be you know, silly and flip around and I feel like a kid still. And so sometimes I forget that, like, I forget to look at the list of accomplishments and go, you did that. Like, not looking forward, but looking looking back at like, you did this, you did that, you did that. And so there was a point where I went through some really hard stuff in life, as we all do. And um, I had to, I started saying to myself, and this is thanks to my partner, Lisa Newman, like every once in a while, she'd be like, you're Heidi Moneymaker. And I was like, what do you mean by that? You know, I didn't get what she was saying. And what she was saying is like, you've done all these things. You're amazing. Like people want to be you kind of thing. And so I started saying that to myself of like, anytime I'd have a hard time, be like, you're Heidi Moneymaker. And you know what? You need to do this because someone needs to watch it or whatever and be inspired by it. So it's like lead by example. And you, you've been given this gift to have, to be, this determined, hardworking person that's gotten to this place and people are looking to you for help. So for me, it's like you're Heidi Moneymaker. You, you, can, you can do this. You can do anything. And you need to do this because it's important. It's important for the other people looking up, you know, that are inspired by you. So that's, that's one of my things is being accountable to like the gifts that I've been given, you know, and that's knowing my good. place. Yeah, um, that's very inspiring. Yeah, yeah. I mean, your body of work is incredible. Oh, thank you. And then to own it and to own the fact that you're like, oh yeah, I've, I've done this. <laughs> yeah, like every once in a while I'll have like a doubt about a skill that I'm trying to do or I'll have a doubt about like, you know, what I'm doing or where I'm going. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like the second you have a doubt, you can't do it. You can do anything. And then I'll, I'll you know, then it just totally works though. Like if you just believe in yourself, that sounds so corny, but you have to truly believe. Like I have to believe that I can move that chair with my eyes. I mean, I don't right now, so I can't, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you have to go that deep as far as like, I can do this. Like I can do anything. I don't think it sounds corny. I think it's truth. Um, What I'm curious about is like, 
was that something that you feel you developed or did you come out kind of downloaded with this I fucking got this no I, I developed that over the years because actually when I first started competing in gymnastics at a really hard time like sometimes if I hit my routines boom I'd be winning right yeah but I would fall a lot too I had a lot of self-doubt especially on the beam you know and there was a day like I remember I was it wasn't until I was like a junior in high school and I was on at a national meet and I was getting up to the beam I'm like oh here we go it's nationals again and it's beam and I really want to do well but what if I fall and then I, I went it was a little bit of a flip switch where I'm like no that's fucking crazy like I am not gonna fall and you know what I, I'm gonna go up there and I'm gonna make this routine like I'm not gonna think of it any other way and it that kind of changed for me when I started realizing like you What's the difference? Talk yourself into it. If you fall, you fall, but talk yourself into it. Like, why are you talking yourself out of it? <laughs> I love that. I say this a lot. I'm like, you know, when you don't know, when you're, you're standing there and you're like about to do your performance, right? It's a 50-50, really, right? Like, we don't know. And so your mind is going to invest on one side. You mm -hmm. have to pick a side. Yeah. You're either investing in thoughts that are going to be supportive to you and your performance and the outcome, even though you have no real control. I mean it's a little different I think when you're being physical but ultimately you know in, in most cases in life like there's so much that we don't control right? right so when you're standing here in this kind of uncertain situation you have to pick a side are you going to choose the thoughts that are going to support you know the the best possible outcome or are you going to invest in thoughts that are going to you know be working against you I mean and even to kind of break that down even more it's like well what fucking feels better and that's what's really interesting right. to me. Like, listen, I'm someone who's like, you know, the whole saying, like, I don't want to get my hopes up. I'm like, yeah, you do. That shit. Get your fucking hopes up. And you Shoot know them what? up the sky. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let, let them go fucking be as high as they want. And if it doesn't, in quotations, work out. So what? Yeah. You what know, do you have to lose? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> it's like, you know, but I think it's, it's, a lot of people are so afraid of like the letdown, but it's like. Dude, there's no letdown. Like you're just gonna roll into the next scenario. Yeah, you're like putting you're letdown energy into the world anyway. Like why not? Why don't you put positive energy and see what happens? Because it, it, right? You know, it's like, are you gonna sit around and wait for something to happen to you? Or are you gonna make something happen? Because you have the option, right? And yeah. so that's there was something when I was in college. One of our, I don't know if it was our head coach or one of our motivational, you know, speakers that came in said, I think it was our coach, Valerie Condos. She's an amazing woman. Um, she said, uh, you can either draw the target and fire your arrow at it and hope that you, you know, train and hope that you get that in the middle of the bullseye, or you can shoot the arrow and then draw the bullseye around the arrow. Like basically saying, put your goals out there and don't be afraid of it. And then hit your goal or get as close as you can to it. Don't, don't just hang back and like do what you have to do and then be like, Oh, that's what I wanted to do anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wanted to be a cat groomer, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Just sort of uh, aspired to be a trim nails since I was little, <laughs> you know? No, I love that. It literally, it was like a post this morning that I put up on Instagram, but it's like, man, I, you know, I would, I'm more, I'm attracted to this idea of like just continuously showing up for myself, showing up to do the work, living with focus and intention. You, this is actually the post today. It starts with, yes, you fucking can. But awesome. I, I wrote, I'm like, but my favorite part is what comes after those words that I tell myself every day. It's when my heart says to me, oh, yeah, prove it. That's I'm awesome. Like, okay, bitch, let's do this <laughs> I want to get inside your head for a minute. You'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> half it's your brain's got gloves on. <laughs> half your brain's like, no gi. 
<laughs> Come on. I love no games. No, but it's so fucking fun. I get fired up. I prove it. I'm like, God, yeah, let's do this right now. Let's prove this. And so, and you know, and it's not, yes, I want the results. I want to hit the target. But what I really love is just witnessing how I don't make excuses. There's no shortcuts. I'm not fucking hoping like a life of just wanting and never just applying right. is no life that I want to be living like at all. Right. I feel like you've just been applying your whole life. <laughs> you know what? Um, I don't know. I go through periods of time where I'm just like focus on this and do this. And then I go through other periods of time where I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to like hang back and see, see where I'm led. And that's what happened to me this summer. And it was, I've been led in some really great places. And I think, I don't know. I just think it's important to, to, it's sort of like we we're talking about probiotics earlier. I think yeah. it's kind of important to cycle your probiotics, like let your body get used to something for a while and then move on. I think that's like with life, like yes, go through cycles of things. Like, well, life is yeah. just a series of cycles. Yeah. Right. Ever changing. So, right. Right. Yeah. So the scene's always changing. And I think being, being very present and being very, um, aware allows this sensitivity to know when to execute, when to pull back, you know, when it's time to change the environment, environment, change the scene. But I think that again, like the, the main piece is like, you have to be very aware and mm-hmm. then you have to have this level of connection to a self to be able to know right when to, it's a dance, right? Yeah. When to charge, when to hang back. It's sort of like, yeah, sort of like film fighting, right? It's or dance or partner dancing where you're just like, you, you have to follow, follow the motion, you know, follow the wave. It's, it's all these metaphors that we're coming up with right now. Do you but love it's very dancing? True. I love dancing. Yeah. I, I felt like, yeah, <laughs> I love dancing. I know. So it's so, cause you're just, I mean, I feel like that's such a part, that is a part of like fighting, right? It's yeah. Like you are literally oh, dancing. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. It is a dance. Like you, if you have a, if you have good fighters around you, good dance partners around you, you can make something look elaborate and crazy. If you're constantly battling each other and no one's going with the flow, like it's, it's a hot mess. (laughs) That doesn't sound sexy at all. It's not sexy. Yeah. Stepping on each other. Wait, okay. I want to ask you this and I know if you had one extra hour in the day, what would you do with that hour? Uh, If I had one extra hour in the day, I think I would add a lot more um I'd, I'd take my animals I'd, I'd find a way to get my cats and dogs to love each other and get along so they could all snuggle how many are, do you have i have two cats and two dogs so actually oh, um amazing. i went to china to do a movie like three years ago and it's called wolf warrior two and we ended up having these dogs on our set these puppies and it, like when we were leaving the translators like well we're probably just gonna leave them out here or they'll end up you know in the festival and it was n- nothing like against the dogs it was just like yeah. Yeah. We're working out in the wilderness. Let's just leave them here. Yeah. And I was like, uh, no. <laughs> so we so ended up getting homes them. for all of them and I brought home two. That's amazing. And they're the best dogs ever. But, uh, yeah, I would, I would take that extra hour and I would grab my animals and I'd either take them to the beach somewhere and put my feet in the sand or I would sit out under a tree and read a book. Like for me, the thing, thing I feel that I miss the most is that quiet time and that downtime. Like I really, especially as I'm getting older, I just, I want to be near my animals. I want, I like, I literally want to have a house in Colorado or Montana and just go out and be nature. in nature. It's, 
I crave it. I just, I want to put my feet in grass. I want to be near trees, you know, I just want to connect to the earth a little bit more, you know? Yeah, no, totally. I make it a point to touch the sand um, every day if I can. I mean, obviously the negative charge, like there's actual Mm -hmm. benefits to to us physically that we, we get, but I, I feel like what I've always expressed in my writing is that nature is truth. Like it just puts, and and the thing is, is that we are nature too. It's like, well, hello, we're all, it's all a connection, right? right? But I feel that when we put ourselves out into nature, first of all, we see the, the real perspective of like, oh shit, we're small. Like we're mm-hmm. part of this, but we're actually pretty small. Yeah. Um, but we are important and there is like a relationship that is constant with us. And I, I feel like essentially it helps to, to, you know, keep that relationship really healthy and then that in return is keeping us right very healthy and yeah you know i just i feel like in a past life i was a native american (laughs) you know like i really because like to me like i'm not a huge i'm not great with horses but like riding bareback on a horse with like a bunch of feathers everywhere and like only hunting what you needed and and like praying over the animal and thanking god for you know all these things like just the way they they lived their lives like always moving but always in in the tribal mentality you know if an animal had to die or if a fish had to die like that you're using every part of it you're you know sitting around a camp like a fire every night you know with your tribe and you're you're practicing your rituals like to me that's just so amazing sick. yeah so well i think there's so much richness to it because mm-hmm. everything has feeling and purpose right You're plus not- i'd love to have a really good tan like that <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't right i know all this gray i'm like listen <laughs> listen southern california like get it together it's fucking august already no i think that's so beautiful though um mm. just to to have that that's a great wait actually let me ask you this if you um who is your how do I want to frame this spirit animal male mm. and female spirit animal like actual animal no oh like who are my people that are my yeah, spirit like animals character. well uh my sister dead, Renee be, okay. is definitely like we we we're pretty sure we're twins even though we're nine years apart <laughs> It's like super twin energy, that. and like we will literally be on opposite ends of the world, and one of us will, will will FaceTime each other, and we'll be wearing some like obscure random shirt that there's no way that we both have the same shirt, and we're wearing it on FaceTime today. Aww. So it's like that kind of stuff with us. Um, so she's my female spirit animal, and then uh, do I have a male spirit animal? Um, I don't know. I I don't know if I have a male spirit animal. Um, I have a, yeah, no, I don't. I don't think I do. Okay. I'm going to think about this. I'm going to, I'm going to be, one day I'm going to be like, wait a second. I do. (laughs) I know, right? You text me. I mean, Will Ferrell. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) There you go. No, actually, if we're, if we're talking, yeah, maybe it would probably be Jim Carrey. (laughs) Oh my God. So good. Yeah. He's the best. (laughs) I mean, I love that you love to laugh. I'm such a cackler. Oh my God. So So I want to do action comedy. Like I want to direct action comedy and not just like a comedy that has a little bit of action. Like I want to do some true lies stuff that like people are laughing their asses off, but it's like big deal. action. So yeah. Cause for me, when I watch an action film or a drama or whatever, like I'm, I'm into it and I want to, I want to feel it and see it and everything. But a lot of times because of what I do, I'm looking at it to learn like, okay, how did they shoot this? Oh, those colors are here, whatever. But 
to, if you want to really entertain me and if I want to shut off and relax, it's it's comedy all the way. It's all I want to do is laugh. <laughs> That's so rad. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like it's touching different emotions and then you're getting like a full package experience yeah. um, emotionally. And I think that there's a bigger takeaway, you know, an impact from that experience versus just like one. I mean, who doesn't love to laugh? Yeah, like, laughter is important. Right? Like one of the greatest things, um, it wasn't my original words but I use it on Instagram it's like how cool is laughter it's it's literally joy that you can't contain in your body isn't that fucking rad <laughs> oh, that's so great I know, right um that's so cool I love that you said that because I was actually curious like well what how would you really direct your directing um career path like what I mean I'm interested in a lot of things I love um I love things that make you think and I like um I like kind of like you know, sarcastic, satirical things that like maybe aren't necessarily funny, but like become funny because like someone goes through this whole process to get something done, the whole movie they're running and chasing, whatever, and then at the end they just get hit by a car. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> we're like what? <laughs> like that to me, I kind of like, even though it's not like funny, funny, that kind of stuff. But yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a big fan. I, I, I love action. I love making cool things. I love making things that are beautiful and everything. But yeah, if I can, if I can get a little laugh out of you, I'm, I'm pretty happy. I love that. What's one thing that people don't know about you? Like I know, a lot, obviously, there's the obvious things that people know about Heidi Moneymaker. But what's one thing? Oh, I know something people don't know about me. This is a good story. <laughs> Tell me. Tell us. So in first grade... There's this game. I just told this, this story the other day. There's this game called Around the World, and it's really hard to win. And this is something people probably do know about me. I like to win. So <laughs> basically, there's like 28 kids in your class or whatever, and it's a flashcard, math flashcard game. So basically, like you get, if, if I'm on the first desk, I stand up and I move to the desk behind me, and the teacher flips a flashcard, and whoever answers the correct answer first gets to move on. So you have to beat everybody in the whole class in a row you have to know the answers to all the math problems and be faster than everyone to win the game and so I'm like three people from winning like this is a big deal and I have to pee really bad and I'm like in my little uniform skirt and I'm like grabbing my crotch and like dancing around <laughs> my teacher's like do you have to go to the bathroom I'm like no because I didn't want to like break the spell I was like I'm on a roll I'm gonna win you know and so basically I got she kept asking me I'm like no flashcards <laughs> give me the card and so I ended up getting to the last desk got the flat I got the answer right won the game and then ran out the door and like peed myself all the way out of the classroom. <laughs> so this is how my desire to win is very strong. <laughs> That's amazing. Side note, the closest people to me in my life are obsessed with winning too. <laughs> like, it's just like, I love that when I hear that. Like there's a real theme and like people in my life where it's like, no, I, I love winning. That was me chasing excellence in my first grade year. <laughs> And chasing the bathroom. <laughs> That's amazing. How yeah, fun. Totally sacrificed embarrassment and peed myself in front of the whole class, but I won. But you fucking <laughs> won. I fucking won. <laughs> Dude, okay, wait. So what's if um I love this question. Um if you can go back and give Heidi, younger Heidi, who's just starting her career as an actress and stunt woman advice, what would you give her? Um I think I would, I think I would tell her to take a breath, mm. you know, um, because the first part of my career was very intense and I was constantly training and it was all about like, be the best, be the best, be the best. And that's great. And it's got me where, where I am, but I think, um, it would have behooved me to find meditation a little bit sooner. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think I would have told myself to, that I don't have to take every job, even if it's a big one. And 
once in a while take a breath because I think it would have given me a chance to look around a little bit sometimes and see the things in my life that weren't serving me well. Yeah. Because some of those things, it took me a long time to realize and move through. Yeah. So that's beautiful. Hmm, thanks. Um, I want to ask you some rapid fire questions. Is that cool? Okay. Are you like me? Um, <laughs> I, I have like, <laughs> ready, I'm going to win. <laughs> well, they're actually rapid fire words that I'm going to throw at you and there's yeah. just whatever Wait, top of mind. But I was going to say, are you like me in the sense of like, I have a hard time sitting. The only time that I don't have a hard time sitting is in the morning when I'm doing my meditation and my journaling, my reading. But after that, I'm like, I got to move. And if it's more than two hours, it's literally hard. Yeah, like hard I literally sit. have to move because I'm always moving. So I feel like more begets more, right? Yeah. I think mm-hmm. I'm the same way. Like if you can bring yourself into like a peaceful space, like you're sleeping or you're sure. whatever, then cool. But otherwise, Otherwise, it's like especially during the day jumping around like, yeah yeah, yeah. um okay so i want to add, so i'm going to throw these words at you and you know there's no competition whatever <laughs> i'm like, like fun. <gasps> wait so you're gonna say a word and i just say what i think when you say the word yeah, like okay. what it means and what your relationship something like that okay um, fear debilitating challenge excitement love oh <laughs> i don't know <laughs> I see like lots of hearts. <laughs> I don't know. I just saw hearts everywhere. You are an artist. I love it. Yeah. They were like <laughs> bubbling up everywhere. So I love bubbling up yeah. everywhere. Hearts bubbling oh, up. So cute. That's a good gift. <laughs> yes. I love gifts. Oh my God. I know. Oh my God. So much fun. Um, surrender. Calm. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, calm. <laughs> face expression mm-hmm. i'm glad i hope this <laughs> but I, I, <laughs> damn it <laughs> attempting the first video i don't know if it's working plug out plug that in i think but dude okay so i'm being i'm always mindful of time and sitting energy i'm i'm so grateful to talk with you um i feel like i haven't even like scratched the surface of your wonderfulness oh like, that's so sweet no it's so true though like i'm i'm psyched we met i'm like coming after you as a friend like yes. <laughs> I'm gonna stalk your Instagram starting now. <laughs> no, you're so rad, and I'm I'm inspired, and I'm excited to see what like what comes next from Heidi Moneymaker. Like, I just I I really already can feel that it's gonna be amazing, you know, oh, and and yeah, so it'll be rad to to witness and and support however I can. Um, is there anything that you want to leave out into uh, to our audience that you haven't said yet in this episode or? I mean, I feel like for me right now in my life, I'm trying to think of what my mission is. My um, my partner and I today were talking about like, when people ask you what you do, do you tell them what your job is, what your career is, what you're aspiring to do, what your mission in life is? And I feel like I would rather talk about my mission in life. And I feel like for me, it's to be inspirational because in being inspirational for someone else, I can be inspirational for myself. Um, and so I guess... I guess, yeah, if you can inspire someone, inspire them. And if not, find someone to inspire you and then take from them what you can to help inspire others. I love I love that so much for a lot of reasons. One, I just think it's absolutely beautiful. Two, by the way, you are already so inspiring. But yes, keep doing it. Um, three, um, actually, I ask this in some podcasts. Like, what do you, when, when people ask you what you do, like, how do you describe yourself? And I think we're in a time where it's just like, gratefully you know you're not defined by one thing mm-hmm. you know I've been a celebrity makeup artist for 15 years but 
I don't, when somebody asks me what I do, it's almost like, uh, uh, cause I, you're like, here's the pamphlet. (laughs) (laughs) It's all in there. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. No, but I've never thought about it that way. And I feel like it always ends up moving in that direction where, you know, I'll talk about black belt beauty, but what ends up coming out of black belt beauty is the mission and the intention Mm -hmm. behind it. You know, like I really do feel and believe that I am a thought leader in personal empowerment and high performance living, but really like living from an empowered life, which is, you know, the, that's the genesis. That's the driving force behind everything in black belt beauty in this podcast. So, but I've never, the way that you just frame that is so beautiful. Yeah. It's not just like these define, like, this is what I do. It's more like Like who you are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Rad. Okay. So cool. Well, thank you so much for having me. This has been so fun. No, you're amazing. Thank you. I'm so, I'm so inspired by you. I would love for you to share with our audience and it'll all be in the show notes, how they can stay up with you and your badassery. Okay. Well, you can find me on Instagram at Heidi Moneymaker or um, Fierce Lotus also has an Instagram. You can find me there and probably soon to be the Moneymaker's Instagram for my sister and I. That's sick. So yeah, I'm a big Instagram person. I mean, me too. Yeah, it's best way to to keep keep in touch with what's happening. Totally. <laughs> well, and you're an artist, so it's like the yeah. visual of it all. Yeah. Um. Wait, I want to do one of your classes. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah. You. You know what? Come. I'm gone next week, but the week after next, come down, Lisa, and I'll put you through the, put you through the Action Star workout. It's oh, so much fun. Shit, that's amazing. Okay, yeah. you guys heard it here. I'm committed. Okay. <laughs> She's in. All right, you guys. I'm gonna go let this badass get back to her day. <laughs> Thank you so much, and catch you on the next. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning into this episode, you guys. If you loved it, please share it on your social. Throw it up on your Instagram stories and tag me. I'm at Black Belt Beauty. I am also at Roxy Look, R-O-X-Y-L-O-O-K. I love connecting with you guys. This is a conversation that I want to just continue growing with you guys. So if you feel inspired to hit me up, do so in that space. I always enjoy hearing from you. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can do so by rating it and reviewing it via iTunes. It's such supportive help, you guys. It really helps the visibility of this podcast. So I appreciate and thank you in advance for doing that. And last but not least, if you are interested in starting your own podcast, or perhaps you already have one and you need help with you know editing your audio and the production of it, I cannot recommend my producers enough. Resonate Recordings, you guys, they are the bomb. I rely on them. They are an absolute supportive tool to me and my podcast. So check them out and let them know that Black Belt Beauty sent you. And on that note, you guys, I'm signing off with all my love and always looking forward to catching you on the next.